Peace to you, brothers and sisters. Let's resume our series on Revelation chapter six. 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 Let's resume our In the Bible, there's many great prayers. 天主主要说为门徒啊祈祷 ，such as the prayer of Jesus for his disciples. 在这个约翰十七章里面 ，can be found in John 17. Solomon 献圣殿的祈祷 ，or Solomon's prayer for the declaration of the temple. 这是 First Kings chapter eight. In First Kings chapter eight, Solomon 阿伯罕为所多玛俄摩勒人的尸体啊祈祷 ，and of course Abraham's prayer for Sodom and Gomorrah. That can be found in chapter 19 of Genesis. These prayers are completely different from our normal prayers. What do we often pray about? For our health. For our business. For our families. These are not bad prayers. Because the Bible says you should pray for everything. But the person's spirituality and the contents of their prayers are correlated. If a person has been a believer for more than ten years, and still pray for themselves, for money and material possessions, for health. Perhaps their spiritual life has not improved much. The Lord Jesus said, "We must seek first His kingdom and His righteousness." In Ephesians, there's two great prayers. The first one can be found in verses 15 to 23. The second one in chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. These prayers are great prayers. 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 These prayers Prayer at two aspects. 就是祈祷的原因，跟祈祷的内容。The reason for this prayer and the content for this prayer. 那头先来看祈祷的内容。Let's first look at the reason. 就是有的，各家给可以。It is those who have will be given more. 你看第一节十个九十六节。Now let's look at verses fifteen and sixteen. 因为安尼，我见听到你顺叹主耶稣，亲爱精神道。就为你无停嘅感谢上帝，祈祷嘅信常常提高你。For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. 我咧注意头一个字，因为安尼。The first phrase for this reason， 这个 for this reason， 好难在呀，保罗祈祷嘅原因是甚物？ This, for this reason, tells us what is the reason of Paul for praying. 原来这个原因是伫顶边顶头第一节第一九第十四节所讲嘅内容。Apparently, this reason can be found in the previous verses from three to fourteen. 因为伊讲了以后，保罗讲 for this reason， 我要对你祈祷。Because Paul now says for this reason. 
。好啦，第一章第三九，暂时暂时讲什么 ？Now again, what does verses three to fourteen say? 这是顶礼拜嘅 message。This is last week's message。讲到天顶属灵嘅祝福。It talks about the spiritual blessings in heaven。讲到咧蒙恩上帝拣选嘅祝福。Talks about the blessing of being chosen by God。讲到你得到家庙份嘅祝福。The blessing of sonship. 讲到上帝的赦免的祝福。The blessing of forgiveness. 讲到上帝旨意奥秘的祝福。The blessing of knowing God's mystery. 讲到上帝得上帝基业的祝福。And the blessing of being made heirs. 来到第十三章呢。In verse thirteen, 保罗就讲：你既然听见了真理的道，就是叫你得救福音，也信了基督。既然信了义，就是你所应允的圣灵查罪印记。And you also. Were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. 听了真道，信了基督，受了印记。Having heard the truth, they believed in Christ, and they were marked with a seal. 这是真正得救的人。Now this is. These are people who are truly saved. These are people that are now in Christ. Paul says, "For this reason, I will pray for you." Paul wants him to know God truly more. And he wants him to know Him even better. Now, this is a very important spiritual principle. This is. 有的还要加给他。That is, whoever has will be given more. 那这个完结得出来呢 ？Where does this principle come from? 这是耶稣讲这个比喻，在跟的比喻出来。This can be found from one of the parables of Jesus. 耶稣讲，主人将五千、两千、一千交给三仆人。Jesus says there was a master that gave three servants five talents. Two talents and one talent. Give God five thousand. Turn out five thousand. Two thousand. Turn out two thousand. The five talent uh, individual servant earned another five more, and the one with two earned another two. Ha! But this one thousand, no time portion, just this one two, come to the ground. But the servant with one talent buried his talent in the ground. When the master came home, the master came home. When the master came home, the master came home. When the master came home, the master came home. The master praised the two servants who have gained, who have doubled their talents. Hey, that this one thousand, eh? How about the one with one talent? The master said, "You are a wicked and a lazy servant." And he said, "Give this person, this servant, one talent to the one with ten." Some people then said to the master, "But this servant already has ten talents." And Jesus said, "Whoever has will be given more." This is God's principle of the blessing. Now, this is the principle on how God works. For us, it could be a bit strange. Why does He work this way? Why does He work this way? Because the more diligently we work for the Lord, God will give us even more gifts and opportunities. The harder we work, the more of these opportunities will come by. Therefore, we will even see greater outcomes. On the contrary, if we are lazy and we don't like working, And we do not want to do anything. And in the end, we will not be able to do anything at all. 
，那最咧讲袂最袂好势。And whatever we do, we will fail at it。你知影经济学家有一个真特别的个 principle。There's a principle in economics。叫做不择易择的 principle。It is the eighty-twenty principle。简单来解释。To simply put， 就是不择的 percent 的工作。是由二十八 percent 人来完成，八十 percent 的资源 resources 由二十八人来付出。Simply put, eighty percent of the results will come from twenty percent of the people, and eighty percent of the resources will come from twenty percent of the people. 我我用这个，我用教会做这个解释。Let me use the church as an example. 教会八十八 percent 的信工由二十 percent 的人来承担。Eighty percent of the work done in the church are done by twenty percent of the people. 不十八 percent 的奉献是由教会二十 percent 的人来支持。Likewise, eighty percent of our resources will come from twenty percent of the people. 所以咱常常看到这个现象。So we often see the scenario. 有一群常常的人。There's a group of people who serve God. 常常出现在无相关的圣诞的顶面。And these people are are active in different types of ministries. Because these are people who are, who are very responsible. But not only do they work, but they work very well. Let me give you an example. Look at our building today, the DC. Before this building was even constructed. 我祈祷，不决定请 Alex 做恁的 building committee 的 chairman。In my prayers, I prayed for Uncle Alex, or sorry,、uh, Brother Alex, to be the chairman of this building committee. 我知影 Alex 是真做大事。I know Brother Alex has a lot of work to do。但是我退祈祷。But I prayed about him。OK， 你讲你接受还是无接受？你祈祷了决定。And I asked him, will you accept this、uh, responsibility? Please pray about it. Yes. In the end, he did say yes. And I delegated this work to him. After three years, the building has been accomplished. Alex, well done, good job. And、uh, brother Alex did the well job. This is an important principle. Those who have will be given more. But there's something that we have to understand. When the church has increased in number, those people who are working must also increase. So this 20%. Must also increase. For example, for example, let's say the church has 200 people. 20% of 200 is 40. If the church has 200 people, if the church has 200 people, if we now have 500 members, 20% should be 100. Not 40 anymore. Let me remember, just call 40 people to take 500. We cannot entrust 500 people's work for 40 people. These 40 people will get burned out. These forty people will burn out. So, so we must continue with this eighty-twenty principle. And they will continue to do even better. May God help us. Now, why do you think God allowed these twenty percent to do eighty percent of the work? It's quite simple. Because he says whoever has will be given even more. The Lord will grant them even more abilities, even more gifts, 
resources. Even more resources. So that they could take even more responsibility. Now Paul understands this principle. He understands that God has granted the church in Ephesus every spiritual blessing. Thus he prayed. Not only in material possession, but also in spiritual blessing. Know God better. So that they could know God better. And they could even uh, take more responsibility. Now, if we look at Ephesians chapter 1 to 3, this talks about the things that God has done for us. How about chapters 4 to 6? These are the responsibilities of believers. Because without God's grace and God's strength, we will not be able to do anything. Thus we pray to know God better. Now this is the reason behind Paul's prayer. Those who fast will be given even more. How about the second? We will talk about the content of the prayer. So to know him better. To know him better. From verses 17 to 23. Let's first look at the first two verses. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened to know him better, to know him deeper, but not just in a theological aspect, but also in an experiential aspect. Just as Job said, Before only my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. It's similar to a wedding and a marriage. A wedding would last two hours. But a marriage is until death. From that point of wedding, you will now know your spouse forever. In a life t- for in a lifetime, you will continue to know each other better. But God is a spirit. How can we see him with our eyes? What does Paul say? He said, I pray that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to see him. So that you will know him better. Now the spirit of wisdom is indeed the Holy Spirit. Because the saints in Ephesus have already heard the truth and believed in Christ and been, been sealed by the Spirit. The Spirit is already in their lives. So Paul prays that they may know God even better. So that the Spirit may even be more powerful in their lives. We who are 
believers must not quench the movement of the Spirit. We must also not grieve the Spirit. Because the Spirit allows us to have fellowship with the Lord. For us to understand our God even better. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God. It is the Spirit that allows us to know. Do you know the Spirit is the one that enlightens the eyes of our hearts? The truth tells us before we were Christians, we were spiritually blind and dead. Let's see what the Bible says. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. This is spiritual blindness. They cannot see. In Ephesians 2.1 You were dead in your transgressions and sins. These are spiritual dead people. But praise God. We are now alive. Our eyes are now open. And we can know Him better. If a believer knows God better, he will know three things. That the calling is in the past, then the first calling. calling, his inheritance, and his power. That the calling is in the past, and the inheritance is in the future. And the power is in the present. If a believer truly knows God better, he will understand how beautiful it actually is. And he knows how glorious the inheritance will be in the future. And he knows the power that he has in the present is great. The first, his calling is filled with remarkable hope. Let's look at chapter 1, verse 18. In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. The hope to which he has called us is already our salvation. We know that the salvation is filled with hope. This is our eternal hope. Currently, the world is facing the pandemic. 
Let me ask you. 请问你对永恒有盼望吗 ？Do you have this eternal hope？ 你对永生有盼望吗 ？Do you hope right？ Do you have hope right now？ 那你真正盼望是在你对主还是你对病？ Is there hope here in on earth or in heaven? Recently, I saw a very interesting piece of news. There was a Taiwanese. He rented the house. This is just a rented house. But he spent three million to renovate the house. Let me ask you. If you rent a place, will you use millions to renovate it? I believe most of you will say no. How foolish! How foolish you would say this is not even our place. Why would you use three million to renovate it? But let me tell you. Many Christians are also foolish. Because we know that this world, this life, is not our permanent abode. We are just guests here on earth. But we put all our energy and all our lives into this world. Our time here is about a short few decades. But we have not prepared anything for our lives in heaven. We are spending millions to renovate our rented house and not renovate and invest in heaven. Perhaps you might be saying, "Living in the present is also important." Because we're living here. Yes, this is important. But if we do not have this hope for the future, even if we live for a hundred years here in the present, it's useless. We live here on earth, but our focus must be on heaven. Now, this is what Philippians. Chapter three, nineteen to twenty tells us. In Philippians three, it tells us about two kinds of life. Live in the present, focus on earthly things. Live in the present, but focus on heavenly things. Two types of lives. Let's look at the first one. In verse 19. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. These people's hope are here on earth. Material possessions are their god. And the only thing important to their lives is here, is, is in this present life. But in 320, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. The first English word is but. 
We are not like this. We are citizens. We are here living on earth, but our hope is in heaven. Let me ask you, where is your hope? May God enlighten you. Number two, and the second is his inheritance is exceedingly glorious. Also found in verse 18. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Before in chapter 1, verse 11. It says that we were chosen as his heirs. This is the perspective of believers. We get the inheritance that God has prepared for us. We have eternal life. We have new heaven and a new earth. We have new Jerusalem. We have the tree of life. We have the river of life. And we have a glorious body. And we have eternal hope. And eternal peace. And this is the inheritance that God has prepared beforehand. But it can also be translated as being made into God's heritage. This is coming from God's perspective. We have become his inheritors. It means that God will use us. It means we will also be in union with God. And He will also use us. We can also explain it this way. That He has gained us. And we have gained the Lord. And He is also in us. And we are also in Him. And this is being in union with the Lord. You see, when God created man, He already has a plan. He wanted man to be His representatives to rule the world. The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. All of this will be under man's rule. But unfortunately, because of sin, man did not manage the world well. And because of their selfishness, they destroyed the world. Therefore, many disasters are happening because we did not care for this world. We did not protect it. But thank God, in the future, we will become his inheritors. And all believers someday will be joyfully reigning in new earth and new heaven. And this is our glorious hope. The third, that his power, his power is incomparably great. Let's look at verses 19 to 23. And his incomparable, incomparably great power for us who believed 
that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he was raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now, Paul used five verses to explain the great power of God. First, we understand, we have to understand which does this power refer to? It is the power of resurrection. Let's look at verse 20. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. So this is the power of resurrection. You know in life, whether it's the life of the plant, or animals or people life to death the movement is actually fairly easy the pandemic has killed millions of people many have died because of the destruction of nature, many animals have gone extinct. Because of the pollution of water, many fish have died. So it's actually quite easy to move from life into death. But how about the opposite? It is very difficult to move from death back into life. Because you have to overcome the power of death. Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus to truly know him. For only one reason. To know him in his resurrection. This resurrection has great power. In his five verses, Paul mentions two powers. The first, this is the power that overcame death. We know that the world, this earth, has gravity. Anything that you, if you drop it, it will fall down. Because there is gravity. How about an airplane that, which is heavy? Why does it not fall to the ground? A simple explanation. Because it has an opposite force that is even greater than gravity. It allows the airplane to stay airborne. But what happens if this power disappears? Then the airplane will fall down. In the same way, 
Death is a very scary power. There is nothing here on life that can defeat the power of death. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15 26. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Death is mankind's last enemy. No one can defeat death. But thank God. There is a power here. Which is a great power. It comes from God. Which is the power that raised the Lord Jesus from the dead. Not only did this power raise him from the dead, but it has raised him into the heavenly realms and seated him on the right side of God. And now he is far above all rulers, all powers, all dominions and authorities. I don't know if you were able to notice this in Ephesians. They always mention the powers, the authorities, the dominions, and the rulers. These are the spiritual uh, forces of evil. The powers of the demons and the evil spirits. Because this is a world governed by Satan. Because the truth tells us the world is under the control of the evil one. Let's look at 1 John 5.19. We know we are the children of God, but the whole world is under the control of the evil one. But thank God, Jesus has been risen. And he has been exalted to the highest of places. And he has overcame all the spiritual demons. Because the power of the resurrection is in the Lord. The second. That this is the power that governs the universe. In verses 22 to 23. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The power of the resurrection has placed all things under the feet of the Lord. The best explanation is can be found in Philippians chapter 2, 9 to 10. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth 
and under the earth. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The whole world shall bow before Him. This world is a generation where everybody worships themselves. No one wants to bow down to another. But thank God. The power of the resurrection allows us to bow down to him willingly. For he is our God, our Lord. Why does Paul then want us, the church, to know how great of this power is? Because the power of the resurrection is already within us. We are people who have resurrected from the dead. In Ephesians 2 6, it says that God has raised us up with Christ. Thank God. But sometimes we act as if we don't have this power in our lives. We continue to rely on our own strength to be Christians. Such as what? Let's say there's a person who has a hundred million US dollars in a bank. But he does not know how to use it. He does not know he has this great sum of money inside the bank. Every day he would go outside and beg for enough money to buy a piece of bread. We act like this. We do not know how to rely on the spiritual power of God for us to become Christians. We usually rely on our own strength. Hence, we fail. May God help us. Church, we should truly know Him. Pray for yourself, pray for your family. So that you may truly know God and understand that His power lies within us. And this is the first prayer of Paul for the church in Ephesus. Know Him better. Let us know Him better. May God help us. Let us pray. Limpatuya
，这是保罗为教会头一个祈祷，这是阮需要为阮家己的祈祷，和阮信主以后，和阮得到上帝救恩以后。上帝，君确确明白你，确确了解你。唔，那是在你的表面，实实在在明白上帝你的恩典，上帝你能力，上帝你将来盼望，拢在君的里面。因此，君来感谢，将教会教到主你的里面，将教会教到你的手中，和整教会每一个教会每一个兄弟姊妹，拢明白你家己的能力，已经在君的中间。和君未靠家己做基督徒，靠靠上帝恩典，做个荣耀上帝。基督徒，现在我来感谢，现在我来祈祷，奉告主耶稣基督的性命。Amen and Amen。下一位礼拜呢，书上有所书第二章一到第十七，都几好时间读了这十七的圣经。下礼拜呢，书上这十七圣经一个真真早重要的基本的呃真理，好我了解。下礼拜呢，你个三度就跟你同在，拜拜。